Welcome to the You're Not Alone podcast, where we want you to find hope and encouragement from real people sharing their real stories. So here we go with your weekly dose of real talk, girl chat, and good vibes. Hey everybody, Brittany Peavy is here today. She is the sweetest, as you all will hear through her voice and her heart on this episode. Brittany shares how sitting down with her husband at the beginning of 2019, reflecting over the year, helped them pinpoint a really messy part of their life and the turn of events that transpired to give financial freedom. She tells us how they did it, what resources they used, and how it has opened doors that they had prayed for. Thank you, Brittany, for coming on. Here we go. All right, well, I have Miss Brittany Peavy here with me today, and I'm very honored that you joined me um, sharing a little bit of your story. So before we get started and jump into it, will you share who you are? Sure. Um, So I'm Brittany. I'm married to Chris. We've been married. We just celebrated our 14th wedding anniversary, which was exciting. Uh, We have three boys, and Abe and Eli and Nash, and so we stay very busy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Being a boy mom is um, a lot of fun, exhausting, but fun. (laughs) I have a friend who's a girl mom, and she jokes that um, she says that girls have more drama, but boys are harder to keep alive. I've heard that. (laughs) So I would agree with her on that. But we uh, we get to do ministry together as a family. My Mm -hmm. husband and I both work at Southside Church Mm -hmm. over in Athens. We say we're in Athens, but we're kind of in the middle of several little places. Mm -hmm. But um, so that's what we do and our kids are at school at Jefferson and we live in Jefferson that's where we call home so yes and you might talk about this but you used to be a teacher I did yeah so this is actually my first year getting to do ministry full-time with my husband so we've been at Southside now gosh 12 years Mm -hmm. that's hard to believe doesn't even seem like it does not seem like that (laughs) and actually the church will celebrate its 14th birthday so our church is a church plant so we celebrate our birthday every year so we joke that our church is a teenager this year you know (laughs) so we'll do that in February so it's always easy for me to remember because it lines mm-hmm. up with our wedding anniversary. But oh. yeah, so I taught for 13 years. Okay. I taught in Hall County for 10, and then I was in Jefferson City Schools mm-hmm. uh, for three years. And it was such an incredible blessing. That um, part of my you know career and my life has just taught me so much and really helped me. And it's funny how many uh, similarities and correlations there are between education and ministry. You know, Very you're good. working with people. Mm-hmm. So um, that's kind of what I love to do. I love to be around people. Yes. And um, so I'm excited finally this year, the Lord. And actually part of the story I'm going to share today is what led us um, to me being ministry awesome. full time. My husband's been there, but now I get to join him and it's just a sweet, sweet season for us. We're really Great. enjoying it. Well, thank you for saying yes and yes. coming on the coming on the podcast. So recently your family has seen some rewards from your your hard work and both of your hard work. Will you back up and share sort of where you were and what happened? Absolutely. So it's actually just about one year ago okay. this time. So last January, Chris and I, um, we were facing just overwhelming financial debt. We sat down at the beginning of the year, like we always do. We kind of have a ritual. Our anniversary is December 30th. So we always sit down that weekend when we get some alone time from the kids and kind of dream and plan for the year ahead. But last last December, early January, it was not a, a fun dreaming time for us. We actually, for the first time, kind of faced up to what had been mounting for a couple years. And that debt was just... It, it, it was completely overwhelming and we felt very trapped. And, you know, when I back up and look at it, we didn't have like really what I would consider bad debt. We had the debt that most people have. We just had a lot of it. We had student loans for my master's degree. We had car payments. We had a pretty chunk of a house payment. Mm-hmm. You know, we had all those things. We had some credit card debt and that stuff just 
felt like we couldn't um, we couldn't live and give the way we wanted. And I started getting a stirring in my spirit that said, um, and it was the Lord. I know it was the Holy Spirit working in me, but He was saying, you know, it's time to to correct this extreme with an extreme. And um, our pastor he says that a lot. You know, if you've got an extreme problem, you have to have an extreme solution. That is really good. Isn't that good? Yeah, yes. I wish it was mine. It's correct not. Pastor Jeff, uh, and I don't know. It may not be his, but he shared that with yes. us. And um, that's really. It's good. one of his Pastor Jeffisms that stuck with me all these years. Yes. And um, but we did. We sat down uh, one evening at our house in the living room after we put the kids to bed. And we just, we just poured our hearts out to one another. We cried together. We sobbed together. We prayed Mm -hmm. and we hit our knees that night and we said, okay, God, you show us how to get us out of this mess. And we knew that it was our own doing and our own irresponsibility and our own sin. I mean, let's call it like what it is um, that had gotten us to that point. And we know, and we believe, you know, the, the Lord tells us that sin has consequences, uh, but God is amazing and his grace and his mercy. Um, that's just the kind of the theme of our 2019 yes. year. He, you know, he met us that night and um, started to speak to us and give us, we, we prayed, God, give us a specific solution. Um, and he did. We felt like God was showing us that we needed to sell our home, that that was really the only way that we could get out of that mess. You know, if you go, we, we researched some other options of, you know, debt programs and yes. all of that. And I mean, it was like 20 years, you know, mm-hmm. Chris is like, uh-uh. <laughs> we can't, we need to rewrite our story now. Wow. Um, so we did, we made a really tough decision that mm-hmm. night, but we decided we were going to call our realtor the next day. Yes. And that's exactly what we did. Wow. So that was kind of the catalyst that started the whole year. I love that. I love that, first of all, that you sit down and reflect on the year. I think that is a gift and wonderful that you can do that with each other. And then to say, okay, we need to do it. And just like the next day, take action. We did. And, 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 you know, we're not always that way. We're more, and especially Chris, he's more cautious. Mm -hmm. I'm more of a, let's do it. You know, I get excited (laughs) and I'm like ready to go. I'm a get her done girl. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chris is uh, wise and Mm -hmm. and waits a little longer, Mm -hmm. but because of the debt and what we were facing, we knew we had to take action quickly. So that was really our motivation. Mm -hmm. We we were really left without a choice. Mm -hmm. Um, We, we had gotten into a situation where it was, it was time to do something or it was going to be taken out of our hands. Okay. So then you sold your house, or you, so you call a realtor. We did. We have a dear friend. Um, her name's Shannon Marciano, and yes. she uh, she goes to church with us. And she and her husband John, I've known them for many years. Mm-hmm. But Shannon is just uh, she loves the Lord, yes. and she uh, she works with great integrity. Mm-hmm. So we knew if we called her and we could be honest with her about our situation, mm-hmm. we could tell her everything, and that she could help us get the most possible money for our house. Yes. So that we could then turn and, and turn that equity into paying off our debt. That was our goal. Yes. So we did, John and Shannon came over to our living room, I think like two or three days later. I had called her. They came together as a couple and just, I mean, it was so much more than meeting with your realtor. Mm-hmm. They ministered to us mm-hmm. that night. We prayed together. Mm-hmm. Um, and within a week or two, she had our home listed. And within six days, and the, this is a this is an important part of the yes. story. She kind of warned us and told us that at the price point we were at, that our house may not sell very quickly, okay. which scared me because mm-hmm. I'm like, we got to get it sold now. Right. Um, but the Lord, I mean, six days mm-hmm. we had an, an incredible offer and Good. we were under contract. So that's perfect. Yeah, it was oh, amazing. Wow. That was another reason we knew. Okay, we're walking in mm-hmm. where God wants us mm-hmm. because yes. we were being obedient and He was being and he faithful. Honored that. Yeah. yeah, great. So what? So you sell your house. 
you then find a rental or do you buy a house? Like, where do you go? So that was the hard part. We actually, because the house sold so quickly, we were mm-hmm. under contract in six days. We had no idea where we were going, mm-hmm. which now I was really terrified at that point. I remember laying there at night, every night for like those two weeks thinking, oh my gosh, we're going to be homeless. Yeah. You know, surely, right. I mean, maybe we'll just live on the, like, part mm-hmm. of the hallway at church. Mm-hmm. Like, we could just, you know, maybe they'll, maybe they'll let us rent a room there. <laughs> Um, but really it was, it was a little scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and Shannon was great. She kept saying, it's okay. We're going to find somewhere. So we looked for a couple of, um, weeks. We actually okay. went and looked at houses and we were going to maybe buy one much smaller house mm-hmm. downsize. But the more we thought about it, the more we talked with Shannon, we would have had to lose some of our equity, you know, closing costs, down payment, all of that. And we really wanted to save as much of our money as we could so that we could put it towards the debt. Mm-hmm. And we really felt like God was leading us that way. So then we started thinking about renting a house because, you don't have to fork out all that money. Right. However, um, I didn't have I didn't have to have like a big rental or anything like that, but I did want a clean one. Yes. And that was a little tricky <laughs> finding one that we felt like would work for our family. Yes. And I'll never forget it was uh, we were we were getting maybe like two or three weeks out from the closing date at this point, and we still didn't have a house to go to. Mm-hmm. And I was on my phone at night because I couldn't sleep, and I was on Zillow, and I was on the rental part, and the rental popped up. It was the first time I'd seen it. It had literally been on there for like, it said like six hours old or something. I just got chills. It was like, incredible. Gotta find it. And it was, I knew in my spirit, like at 2 a.m., I think I woke Chris up and I'm like, oh my gosh, I found this a house. And yes. you know, he's like, please go to sleep. What are you doing? <laughs> he's so much more trusting than me and mm-hmm. knew, just believed that God was going to take care of it. And I'm over there pouring yeah. over my feed, you know, <laughs> but I knew, I'm like, I could Right in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I did. I mean, as soon as you could call that morning, I think I called several times and got a, a, an answering machine. <laughs> I called about that rental. It was a brand new, brand, a, a, a newly renovated space, okay. a very old home. Mm-hmm. It was in the perfect location, right in town where we needed to be. And um, it was just, it was like, it had been redone. So it was clean yes. and new, felt new right. and it was perfect. Good. So, Good. Yeah. So then you felt a little bit more Yes. We wouldn't be homeless. Yes. I'm like, okay, Lord, are you sure? <laughs> yeah. How did that translate into selling your house, renting a house to where you are now? Can you sort of, I mean, that's a big, a broad kind of thing, but yes. sort of share a little bit of that adventure of yeah. traveling so through 2019. We, we went ahead, we closed on February 28th last okay. year mm-hmm. and we, uh, we were able to start renting the house March 1st. So we moved in March 1st mm-hmm. and, um, Another little quirky story of that, the the folks who bought our house, we're actually good friends with them. They come to Southside now. Um, we've, we've kind of developed a little kinship with them. And the way they found our house is also just so okay. the Lord. They Tell happened us. to be in our neighborhood. Um, they were praying for God to find them a house in Jefferson. They had nothing on the market that they wanted. And then her, I think... Um, the lady's husband was driving through our neighborhood the day our realtor put out the sign that said coming soon. It wasn't even on the market yet. Mm -hmm. She just put the sign out that said coming soon because they specifically wanted to be in the neighborhood that we had been in. So God put him in the neighborhood on the day that our, the sign popped up, up, which I thought was incredible. Absolutely. So that was a huge win and Mm -hmm. they're just an incredible family and a a neat little part of our story. Mm -hmm. But so we're in the rental. Sorry, fast forward back to rewind back, fast forward back to March 1st. We um, began renting the house. That was the exciting part for us. So come March 1st, the minute we closed, we took all of our equity mm-hmm. and we paid off debt. And I'll go ahead and throw out some numbers. Please. I'm not afraid to share. Right. No. Um, I think we, that's powerful We had about $85,000 mm-hmm. in consumer debt, mm-hmm. like student loans, uh, car payments, credit cards, yes. all that kind of stuff. Um, when that's the number that we were facing, mm-hmm. which is why, I mean, we're in ministry and education. So yeah. that number was very 
daunting for us. So within 30 days, we were able to pay off $50,000 of that debt, which was incredible. Like it still gives me chill bumps. Absolutely. Um, And then as we paid off one debt and the next debt and the next debt, we just felt like, like we were, it was like a game. We were like, oh my gosh, what can we pay off next? We got like so excited. We mapped them all out and we were checking things off and Mm -hmm. high-fiving each other in the kitchen. I mean, it was so fun. We'd get the paid in full letter and we'd like post it and be like, yeah. And the kids were excited about it. They didn't really understand all of it, but they're like, oh, awesome. Mom and dad are so money. Yeah. It was so neat. But, um, one really cool story. So we ended up, it was like a game of Monopoly. You know how when you play Monopoly, you have like bank error in your Mm -hmm. favor and you'll get like $150 free dollars. Yes. Okay, that was literally what it was like. We got these letters in the mail from this old, I don't even know what it was. It was it was literally like free money. Wow. We were, um, but we were sent to the dollar the amount of money that one of our debts was. And when that happened, that and I've heard other friends of ours tell stories yes. like that, but it's never personally yeah. happened to like us. A check will show up in the mailbox. Yeah. I'm like, Chris Where? is like, that doesn't happen to us. No. I don't know who gets Same. those checks, but we don't. Right. But we did. Mm-hmm. And it was just this crazy thing that we had been wronged in a way or something. I don't know. And we got it. And that's when Chris looked at me and he was like, oh my gosh, like, we got to keep going. Penny. This is amazing. Yes. So we were able to pay off another small debt. And in the middle of all of that, Chris and I made a, a we made a vow to one another that as soon as we were able to, that we would, we really, our whole goal was we wanted to be able to give back like we could have before. So we were, we prayed and we asked the Lord for a number of what he wanted, mm-hmm. you know, and what, what, what we felt like we were being obedient in. And when we started giving, I can't begin to describe to you the, the moment that just everything started to fall into place and the Lord, he is so faithful. Mm-hmm. I mean, he really can be trusted with everything. Um, you know, it just was such a reminder for us that he is who he says he is and he can do what he says he can do. Mm-hmm. And when we give it all to him, he does so much more than we deserve. So that was a really exciting part. I mean, we were paying off debts and giving, and it was so fun. Like, it, right. there was more fun in that than mm-hmm. there ever was in us spending the money. Yes. And I, I don't say that lightly, because I would have been a person who would be like, yeah, right, you know, on the on the backside of that. Mm-hmm. But living it was incredible, and it built our faith. Yes. You know, our faith just kept going. Our faith meter was just, like, <laughs> raising and going up, and we were just like, oh, my gosh you know, we can just keep doing this and he's Mm -hmm. just going to keep being faithful. Mm -hmm. And I will say it wasn't easy. It was difficult. There were, you know, we wanted to go on a vacation or we wanted to do this or Mm -hmm. there was a a football or a baseball thing we needed to pay for for the boys. So we had to be, for the first time in our life though, we made a plan, we stuck to the budget and we were, we tried to be, hold each other accountable in that. I was going to ask, is there any like, did you use a Dave Ramsey program, a financial peace, anything like that? Yeah. So we, um, our church does financial peace university and we've okay. never been able to go through it, mm-hmm. but we had read Dave Ramsey's total money makeover. Mm-hmm. And so the principles were the same. And we have some dear friends who had kind of reached out to us and helped us in that. So yeah, we, we basically took baby step one from Dave Ramsey. We put a thousand dollars back in case we had an emergency. Cause that's important because yes. you don't want to have to go into debt again. If, right. You know, your car breaks down or whatever. Mm-hmm. You still have to live life. So we did that. And then the rest of it, we put it all in the snowball. Mm -hmm. He calls it the snowball plan. And it works. You take your smallest debt, not, you don't worry about interest rates or anything like that. You take the smallest amount of debt. So if you owe $800 on a credit card and that's your smallest principal amount, pay it off first. So we listed them and we Mm -hmm. threw all the money at it. And then you roll, you get your snowball going. And that's how it's really easy. Okay. I love yeah. that. And it works. It yes. really does. Yes. It, it works. Obviously. Yeah. He, he knows free. what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I love listening to him and then um, his daughter. 
Rachel Cruz. Yes, yes. When I follow her on social media, the stories, and I I would, I would throw that out there. If you're thinking about doing this or you're working on a debt snowball, follow them on social media because the stories are inspiring. Yes. When uh, when you see other people doing it. Right. Right. Okay. So you have paid off. You started to be able to give. Um, Tell us, tell some moments maybe. I mean, you've already shared a couple, but what is one standout moment where you're just like, he, that was just a dream. I would have never imagined that happening. I feel like probably the the best part of the whole story was. Can I share the hardest part and the I best part? Say, to get those yes, two moments. These ahead, moments go together. Go for it. So probably the hardest moment was when we looked at the debt. Like okay. I remember that night in January where we laid them all out and we saw the number. We just felt like a failure. You know, we felt like okay we have really messed this up and there's no return. You know, we've messed it up for us. We've messed it up for our kids. And that sobbing that we had together that night was really remorse and a very broken part of, you know, the story. But it was really important for us to have that brokenness and to be on our knees and to acknowledge that, you know, he is God and we are not. He is faithful and we are wretched. Um, because that helped us to realize how much we needed him. And, you know, we're in ministry, so we know we need him. But living it out is sometimes different. And so it was, it was, it gave us that motivation and that testimony. So then fast forward to the best part. So the best part of the story is this past November. So we started praying, you know, after we paid off a lot of the debt and we were on our road, this was probably about August, I started praying, okay, Lord, please start making a way for a home again for us. Because mm-hmm. it's hard. Um, renting a house is different than owning a house. Right. We had everything we needed. Don't get me wrong. We had a roof over our head, a clean home, a safe home, food on the table, lights, yes. internet, yes. all those important things Yes, we had. But it wasn't a home mm-hmm. for me. And mm-hmm. I... I, part of who I am, I love to make my I was going to say, you like, home. exactly. I do. I yes. like to decorate. You know, and I'm you sitting in your be, house and it's beautiful and you want, you want to you make do. it your own. And you want, I think as ladies, we, that's part of our nature. Mm-hmm. We want to nurture and pr- provide a space for our family. Right. That's a place where they can come home and land mm-hmm. after the day. Mm-hmm. And, um, that space really never felt that way because it wasn't ours mm-hmm. where there's a lot of things we couldn't do. So I began praying and saying, okay, God, we've, we've been faithful. We're being obedient. You know, show me what it's going to, where we're going to go and just start preparing a way, start making a way. Well, that was in August. I started praying that prayer. And then come November, um, we were able to, um, we actually, a house found us. So mm-hmm. we had looked at other places. We were starting to look and there's just nothing that we were interested in um, buying. Was and it harder this time around when you're like really just being diligent with your it money? It was. Versus oh, before yeah. when you're like, that's my house. I'm going to get that. Yeah. Everything that I wanted was of course out of the price range. Yeah. And we were but like, we told each other like never again. We knew like we will stick to our budget. So Uh, That was part of my big prayer to the Lord. And, you know, I mean, I had little things on my list. You know, I think we all have that list in our mind. I was like, Lord, please don't give me a house with popcorn ceilings if that's possible. I know that sounds (laughs) silly, but these were the little things on my list. I missed my fireplace, Mm -hmm. like all these little things. And the Lord was so faithful. So come November, God was able to, um, he literally brought a house into our lap. The house found us. We didn't find it. It was never even on the market. 
and um, the folks who owned it were good friends of ours. And so we, uh, the house is 70 years old. It's quirky. It's got all these fun little characters, this yes. fun characters we'll you don't get. We'll have to share some pictures yeah. whenever your Absolutely. Goes That'd be awesome. It's got some fun stuff, but um, it has literally everything on my list that was in my mind that maybe I didn't even verbalize to the Lord. Yes. It checks all the boxes. Mm-hmm. And the only box it didn't check was four bedrooms and it's got three. Uh, and we have three kids, so sometimes yes. that's challenging. But there's potential for a fourth bedroom. So it's like the Lord saying, okay, just be patient. Mm-hmm. I've got you. Yes. Um, the location is perfect and all the things. And the best part that Chris Peavy would say is it's under budget. You know, yes. the best part was it was <laughs> it was where we wanted to be. So that was the worst part, facing the debt to the best part, mm-hmm. uh, God redeeming. It's like everything that we, I felt like we had to give up, mm-hmm. you know, even down to the little things, giving up my home, giving up a fireplace, giving up a space of our own, giving up all of that, giving up a neighborhood with friends that we loved. Right. Uh, that was tough mm-hmm. for the boys, tough for us. And then God has, he's restored it mm-hmm. and he's redeemed it. And that's who he is. Like, yes. that's what our God does. He restores, he redeems. But it requires, you know, obedience, and it requires faith, and it requires trust. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of the beginning and the end of that part of the journey. Yes. Oh, man. I, I love that you said things that you hadn't even vocalized possibly were on that list and yeah. checked off. I think that that is him just saying, I've got you, i got you, and you were so faithful through it all. So I love that. Somebody who's sort of going through this, a similar situation of like, oh my gosh, I feel overwhelmed. You know, as 2020 has approached, we've all looked at our goals or hopefully right. um, done some reflecting on like, what are some habits that we can change to be healthier? What would you say to that person who might be sitting where you were in 2019 of like, yeah. where do I go? What am I supposed to do? One thing Chris said to me that night that we poured over the debt and faced the hard reality, um, you know, he said, there can't be any sacred cow. <laughs> and let me just unpack that mm-hmm. a little. Meaning... Nothing we own can be, we can't hold it close to us without giving it over to the Lord for him to do with it what he wants. And the house for me, I mean, that was, that was really tough for me. It really kind of was my sacred. It was our security. You know, right. your home is your security. Mm-hmm. It's where when the craziness of life and the day comes, at least you can come back to that. So turning that over and giving that to the Lord, it, it was the most difficult part. So I would say to someone else, there can't be any sacred cow. That's if true. you're facing debt, whether it's, you know, whether your number's $13,000 in debt or $5,000 in debt, or like us, you're, you've got debt that is serious and extreme. You've got to go at it with the mentality that nothing on this earth is more important than my mm-hmm. obedience to the mm-hmm. Lord. And, and nothing is, can be that sacred to me that I wouldn't be willing to give it up and trust that he can do more. He can do more with a little than we could do with a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, that there's countless stories in the Bible of that. And I've got all kinds of stories that friends have told me this year. And my story, our story, it, it proves that. But that would be what I would say. And I would say, don't run away from it and don't try to hide from it because it'll find you. You know, we tried to hide it and stuff it for a year thinking it would just go away. Mm-hmm. It won't go away. Mm-hmm. You've got to face it. And you've got to take action and go all in. I mean, yes. there can't, we, we said, we're going all in, babe. We're, we're doing this mm-hmm. and we're going to, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it right. Right. Um, so yes. we did. And I like that you said that you couldn't hide it because I think that he uses that so, so well when you say, I'm not going to hide it. I'm going to be real. This is right. what we're going through. But I also know that in your vulnerability, you weren't just saying, oh, woe is me. You're doing right. action steps and you were right. also asking the Lord to like 
show us the next step and depending on him. Exactly. And you know, you say that about, um, not hiding it. Mm-hmm. That was hard too. When we first started sharing, you know, cause we had friends, why are you selling your house? I thought you just built that house three years ago. Right. People asked them natural questions. Yes. They were just curious. Mm-hmm. And at first it was really hard for us. I told Chris, I'm like, we don't need to tell anybody. And then they were in ministry. We kind of, the enemy makes us believe that, um, our, mistakes disqualify us from sharing the gospel when really our mistakes and our wretchedness is the only thing that does qualify us because without that we don't I mean we need Jesus Mm -hmm. it's not about us we we can't do it but he can use us in the middle of our mess and change us and make us more like him and that was the big goal for us we didn't want to just share that you know God met us in the middle of our mess and left us there he loves us too much to leave us there. He's reformed us. He's transformed us. He's renewed our mind. He's changed the way we think, the way we act, because he's trying to make us more like him. And we're messing it up every day still, no doubt. But we're, we're getting closer to that point where we, we recognize that it, it can't be about Chris and Brittany's kingdom at all. We're, we gotta, we've got to be kingdom focused on building his kingdom. And um, I had a good friend. Her name is Dawn Smith. She um, works at Lakewood Church with her husband, Scott. But she shared recently with me and a group of our leaders at church, when God bought your salvation, mm-hmm. when he paid for you, he bought your story too. He bought the rights to your story. And when she said that, I was like, okay, you know, I mean, okay, <laughs> God, mine, I've got it. You, you're yes. right. I can't keep this story close because mm-hmm. if this story helps someone else have the courage to, to be obedient and take action, then yes, then let's do it. I right. mean, we don't care. Right. <laughs> let's share and it. And have that freedom that you're experiencing. Yeah. So you also mentioned you were in education yeah. and then halfway through this story, something switched. So was that something that was already planned at the end, the beginning? Or? No. So like, that's like a whole other part of this journey. Mm-hmm. So there's really like two parts of the journey. Okay. There's the getting out of the debt journey yes. and the, and the selling the house and all of that, mm-hmm. our physical move. And then there's also a spiritual move for me, which was incredible. And we didn't see it coming. So last January, when we sat down, it was just about the debt. We really felt like God was just saying, get out of the debt because if not, it's going to, it's going to overwhelm you. Mm-hmm. You won't be able to live your life. We had no idea that the Lord was going to use that as a way for me to be able to do ministry full-time as well. So because of our debt, and I'll just share, Mm -hmm. my entire paycheck went to debt. So my, you know, everything I made, it it went in the account Mm -hmm. and then it went right back out to paying off all of our Mm -hmm. bills. So that was when, when we were freed up from that, it was probably about March I started getting this stirring in my spirit. So we were in the rental house at that point. We had paid off the 50000 We were feeling good. We were high-fiving. This is that part of the yes. story, but we're high-fiving in the kitchen. <laughs> Momentum's and, going. Yeah, we're kicking debt's butt, and we're doing it in Jesus' <laughs> yes. name. But I started feeling uncomfortable in the classroom. And so I taught fifth grade at Jefferson Academy, and I'm telling you, this is how I knew it was the Lord. I prayed for many years to be in that spot. I prayed for God to give me a job in the community that I lived in, in the community where my kids went, because before that I was working in a different school system. And I loved Hall County, but I, I just wanted to do life where I lived. Yes. And uh, so God had, had answered that prayer three years before. So I was in a spot in my career that I had prayed for and longed for, and it was the best possible situation I could be in. I had an incredible administration. I loved my principal, still do. Loved my AP, still do. They're incredible people. I had incredible team around me. My dear friends, um, my my team that I taught with, they were the best possible team. I mean, if you picked them out of a magazine, you couldn't have picked a better situation (laughs) for teaching. And if you're a teacher, you know how important it is who you work with. Mm -hmm. I just had, I mean, I really had the best of everything. 
and I started feeling uncomfortable in it. And I'm like, God, what is this? Why are you making me feel uncomfortable in a place that I've longed for and I love? Mm-hmm. But he did. It was like I just felt, I just felt like I was supposed to move. I was mm-hmm. supposed to do something different. So I went to, um, I went uh, for an evening one night with our a dear friend of mine, Candy, our pastor's wife, and I shared it with her, and she prayed with me, and we talked it through, and you know, she said, Brittany, this this might be the Lord calling you into ministry, and I'm like, what? You know, what do you mean? I mean, like, I do ministry because I've always done ministry yes, with Chris and I'm a, I've been a big part of Southside mm-hmm. just, just as a volunteer in my role as a, as one of the pastor's yeah. wives. I never dreamed that the Lord would call me to do that every day, Monday through third, you know, Monday, yes. uh, Monday through Friday all the time. Mm-hmm. But, um, but he did and he started stirring in me. So I, I was very honest. I didn't know what was going to happen, but I knew that I shouldn't sign my contract for the next year. So I went to my principal and he he's incredible, him and my AP, and they prayed with me and encouraged me. They were so supportive. Mm-hmm. And uh, here we are. I was able to uh, be now. I'm at, I'm at the church. I'm our connections director. I work with small groups and I work with all of our guest services. I get to work with people. Such a great position so, for you. Thank you. Yes. I'm really enjoying it and yes. I'm learning so much. And God is just challenging me in new ways. So, But if we had not faced the debt mm-hmm. and sold the house and paid it off, I would never have been able to say yes to ministry because yes. that debt would have kept us trapped. Yes. That's a really good point. Yeah. Of not say, gosh. And we had no idea that. that that was on the other no. side of it. No idea. No. Right. Yeah. Thank you for sharing all of that. I like how he worked in one way and then opened a door. Absolutely. And, he's, he's cool like that. He, he knows is. way more than we do. I mean, right. If we trust him with so many things, think about where we could go. While you were walking through this journey and while you were... Uh, paying off debt and everything. Like you said, some people would come up and say, what, why are you selling your house? Or other questions. I'm sure there was a point where you might've felt, are we doing the right thing? This feels a little weird. Did you feel <clears throat> alone in your journey? Oh yeah. I mean, there were the problem. I, I remember a distinct moment where I felt the most alone in the journey. And that was the day, or it was really night. It took us all day to move out of our, our house mm-hmm. that we sold. Um, we call it our Bryceland house because mm-hmm. the name of our neighborhood was Bryceland Manor. But the, I was the last one to leave that night. Chris had already gotten the boys over to the, the rental house, and I think his parents were with him. But my mom and I had come back to the house one more time to get the last of the stuff, you know, all those oh, yeah. random things yes. that are left. And I wanted to make sure everything was clean and ready for the, mm-hmm. um, the family who was moving in. So I was there, and I was finishing up a few things. And I'd been so task-oriented the entire day. You know, it's moving. And yes. you're moving a family I was going to say, you're probably distracted from that whole Girl. emotional and, and let me just say, mm-hmm. I pray, Lord, please let this be the last move. I don't yes. ever want to move again. It's, it is very stressful. Oh, it's yeah. exhausting. And I was. Mm-hmm. I was exhausted and, and stressed and overwhelmed at that moment. Um, but I had been so focused on all the tasks that day, getting everything moved and organized and all my people's stuff. Where's Eli's shoes? Where's Nash's diapers? Yes. You know, all those questions mm-hmm. that you have in a move that I hadn't really been still the entire day. So I'll never forget. I was walking out the front door. I was, I had a few things in my hands. My mom was sitting in the car waiting. It was raining. It rains every time we move. And uh, I remember I was about to close the door behind me and the lights were off and it was just me in the house and the house was empty. And um, I'll cry talking about I'm it. But um, I remember thinking, okay, God, I hope this mm-hmm. is really what you want us to do because I felt like, I'm sorry. No. I felt like um, in that moment that I was was physically alone in the house, but I felt alone in my spirit. Mm -hmm. And then I heard my mom. She could hear me sobbing. I just stood there crying. And she heard me in the car and she said, 
come on, baby, it's okay. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think it was just such a dream for us to build that house. And, um, it felt like the end of a dream, but God is so faithful. And I just felt this whisper in my ear and he was saying, it's okay, Brittany, you're mine. There'll be another house. Your house is with me. And that was like, okay. You know, I was, I shut the door. I got myself together. I dried my eyes. I'm like, okay, must have a, a clean face for my family because I didn't want to go back home and have the boys see me upset. But I, I closed the door behind me and it was, it was, it felt very final, but it also felt like freedom because the minute I shut that door and had my moment of feeling alone and feeling like I was, like it was, it was the end of something. It was like, I walked through the door, closed the door and God was saying, but it's the beginning of something new. Um, and now here, I wouldn't, I mean, and I, I doubted during that time. I'm not going to say that I was completely faithful and trusting because uh, I had lots of questions, but now where we are today and we were able to just close on our new house two weeks ago, our new old house that we yes. call it, Yes, he can be trusted. Mm -hmm. And he was, he knew, I believe even in that moment, he was already preparing and making a way for mm -hmm. the home that we were going to be in. And I know that. Uh, this was another part of the story because the home we rented is actually what led us to the home we're in now. Mm -hmm. If we hadn't rented that specific home, if I hadn't found it that night at two o'clock in the morning and woken yes. up the next morning and made the call, um, we never, it, the, the people who rented the house to us are what helped us lead us to the house that we bought. Mm -hmm. So if we hadn't rented that house, we may not even be where we are. So I know God had yeah. it all. He was already planning All it. the doors were just He open. was just, you just get, but he, of course he didn't show me the whole no. chapter. I wanted Never. to see it, but yeah. he's like, just, just turn the page, turn one page mm -hmm. at a time. But I, I just want to back up for a minute, encourage anyone else who, if you're in that space for whatever you're facing, whether it's sickness or a marriage that's feels like it's ending or in trouble or a, a sick child, an elderly parent, whatever it is that you're feeling alone in, I would say to you, the the enemy likes to get us when we're vulnerable. That night I was vulnerable. I was exhausted. I was tired. I was physically tired. So I was in a space where I was, I was really right where the enemy wanted me because he could whisper those lies in my ear. You're alone. This is a mistake. You're giving it all up. Yeah. You know, don't do it. It's not the... I could, I, it was easy for me to believe those at that moment because I was vulnerable. Mm -hmm. I was burnt out. Yes. So I would encourage you to never, never make decisions or trust your feelings. We have to be careful with our own feelings. We, we can't be trusted with our feelings in moments like that mm -hmm. because God's truth is bigger than our feelings and his truth and his word is the only rock that we can stand on. Yes. So the morning comes, mm -hmm. the, the, the final feeling you're feeling, there's freedom on the other side of it. And it can be found, but it can only be found in what God says to do and being obedient to him. Speaking into that, were there things that sort of helped you continue that? Like, okay, I know that I felt alone there. I don't want to feel alone like that. What did you... Did you do anything like worship music or oh, absolutely that kept um, you strong during? This I, I think you know. There's a couple of songs that kind of were my anthem for this year. Mm -hmm. The song it's called Defender. It's by Rita Springer. We sing it at church a lot. But there's a, a part in the song. I think it's the bridge where it talks about that the Lord picked up all my pieces and he put me back together, you know, and um, most worship songs are tied strongly to scripture. So I would encourage you, I mean, being in God's word is the only way to get through those moments. And it it's the, 
the, his word, he speaks through worship. He speaks through um, other people, godly counsel. So yeah, surrounding myself with people who I knew were going to encourage me, getting into his word, keeping it close. And just, I mean, if you ever caught me in the car during that season and I was jamming to Rita Springer <laughs> or uh, Waymaker or one of those other songs, I probably looked like a crazy person because I was like worshiping at the red light or something. But it's true. Um, you know, God can pick up our pieces and he'll put us back together. He's the defender of our heart. And that was really, for me, so much of my heart was tied into that home and so much of my heart was tied into our life at that time. I felt like I was saying, okay, God, contend for me, defend me, um, even in the middle. And he's so faithful because we didn't deserve that. We had messed it up on our own accord. It wasn't, we weren't dealt something we didn't ask for. We messed it up, no doubt. But God was so merciful and gracious to honor our obedience in ways that we didn't deserve and more he did immeasurably more than we ever asked thank you for sharing your story and I just appreciate you saying yes because I know there's somebody out there listening that is saying okay she's giving me the courage and I hear her faithfulness and I see what God has done so maybe that will turn out the same way thank you I hope it does I hope it does absolutely (laughs) so before we close up I wanted to ask you just a fun question what are you loving right now? Are there some things that you're going through or loving or anything? Yes, it's so funny. I um, When you had told me you might ask me that, I was already yes. thinking about what <laughs> I might. So the, the best, not the best part, but one of the best parts about us moving to this house, Chris and I had already planned. So I've had the same washer and dryer for like 14 years. <laughs> So I got a new washer and dryer, and I know that sounds silly, but I'm a boy mom, so I spend a lot of time in my laundry room, and I do a lot of laundry. I have to do at least a load a day, sometimes two, to keep up, or it just gets too crazy. So it was just delivered like three days ago, and awesome. I'm telling you, I'm having some fun doing Does it some have laundry. All the buttons and no, or anything? I got the non-fancy one. I didn't want anything I'm fancy. I'm curious. I yeah. have like the non like we've had ours for ten years, so I'm always right. like, what if people they have, have them these that days? have like Wi-Fi and you could what? like speak it into Alexa and it would tell them to no start. Way. Oh yes, they have that. And oh, wow. I told Chris, of course, Chris, the tech guy. He's like, oh, that's cool. I'm like, no, that's something else that'll <laughs> break that we're gonna have to pay to fix. I was like, no, no, no. I want the the simple one. And um, this sounds silly, but like I'm an agitator girl. Some people aren't. I got to have an agitator in my washer and dryer. They're hard to find these days, but I found me one. I found one with an agitator. I found one without all the bells and whistles, but it's big and it's new Mm -hmm. and it doesn't have like anything on it. So it's nice and clean looking. So that's like my favorite little purchase right now is our new washer and dryer. Yes, good. And it's a necessary one. It is so necessary. Especially with your boys, like you said. It is so necessary. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. Be sure that you follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on any new exciting episodes.